Acts chapter number 20, and it's been a good day in church tonight. I've already been blessed by being uh, in church this evening, hearing from uh, these men and the music. And uh, by the way, I talked to Brother Nelson Palacios today, and they had 58 with two saved today. Uh, So we praise the Lord for that. And uh, one of, Lord willing, several churches that we'll be able to start in Jacksonville. And so we certainly uh, appreciate the Lord's blessings there. Uh, Acts chapter number 20 tonight. I'm not, uh, well, my intention is not to preach very long this evening. um, But I want to just leave leave some thoughts with you. Uh, As we've gone through this, this book of the Bible Uh, This year with our theme, uh, Action 18, and a church of action. It takes faith to be a church of action. That's been our Sunday school lesson theme, is stepping out by faith and and moving forward in the action uh, tied around what God wants for the church. And we know that is to reach the world uh, with the gospel. And in in Acts chapter number 20, the beginning of it, uh, we're going to look at the text this evening. And with having missionaries here and us having uh, missionaries from our church out on deputation, uh, even tonight, and then uh, being active in, in the new ministries. And uh, next month, uh, we'll begin supporting the uh, nationals in the country of Ghana to start new churches there at Operation Light in Africa. So we'll be getting that missions emphasis started. And so involved in all of these things, besides here locally, uh, what we're, we're involved in here locally to reach people, uh, this idea of a missionary. And then I want to give you a little insight into some things this evening that I, that I believe will be a help to you. And by the way, I want more to be called to the mission field. Uh, many are gone t- tonight because they're taking their children uh, back to Bible college and more will go. And uh, I, I want more to train uh, for the ministry and more to be involved in that. And if you're here, you got to be a missionary here. If God calls you somewhere else, you got to be a missionary there. And uh, so uh, you'll get the gist of the message in just a few moments. Acts chapter number 20, verse number 1. And after the uproar was ceased. I said in my message, but it seems like everywhere Paul goes, as I preached this morning, there's an uproar. You know, it makes me think of all of this, 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 what you hear now and then is, why, why, why do these preachers, are all, why are they always causing trouble? Uh, why did I preach about this morning? The gospel stirs things and truth stirs things. And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece and there abode three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him... As he was about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. And there accompanied him into Asia, Sopater of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timotheus, and, and of Asia, Tychus, and Trophimus. These going before tarried for us at Troas. And we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came unto them to Troas in five days, where we abode seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. That's not my message, but notice that last phrase of that verse. I don't want anybody complaining about how long I preach anymore. Uh, I've never kept you till midnight. And so, uh, but I want us to look at these first seven verses, and the title of my message tonight is just simply the missionary life. Your life and my life does not belong to us. It belongs to God. 
The purpose of our church is not for us to decide what we want to do. God has already set the purpose for us. As a parent tonight, parents, your children that sit with you or maybe in the nursery or they're in the service tonight, they do not belong to you. They belong to God. There is a world that if they die without Christ, they'll go to a devil's hell. And for all of eternity, all of eternity, they'll suffer They'll suffer in, in, in a way that you and I can hardly imagine. We have much to do, but I'm thankful tonight that the Holy Spirit power is still real. God still saves sinners, as we saw this morning. God is still raising up churches just like the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I'm glad that all over the world, God has faithful men, faithful women in place to teach and preach the gospel. I, I'm thankful that uh, we have a church that puts an emphasis on missions. I'm glad that these missionaries are here tonight. And uh, it's even good to see Brother Diocese in the service tonight. And uh, all of these that come through and the emphasis on our missions conference and all the things that we're doing, I believe it is close to the heart of God. But there's more to it than just a prayer card. There's more to it than just a presentation. There's more to it to you and I as a church printing a full-color booklet of things that we want to do for God. There's more to it than just planting the next church plant in Jacksonville. There's more to it than just an emphasis that we place from behind the pulpit and, and in Sunday school classrooms. There's a whole lot more to it than, than what we want to see on the surface. And tonight, if I can, just for a moment to remind you and to remind me, because we have missionaries here tonight. We support a lot of missionaries. We're getting more involved in different missionary endeavors. We have, as we know, missionary couples on deputation right now. They'll be going to the mission field uh, before, we, before we could even, before we know it, it'll be here and they'll be gone. We have others at Bible College right now training with a specific purpose to go into this world and preach the gospel. It's good for you and I to be reminded of what is expected and what goes on behind a goal, behind just a man and a woman saying, I have a call on my life. And I think it's important for us to know that as we rear our children for the Lord, and we have dreams and goals of them serving God, that uh, there's some things that uh, we, must be, we must count the cost. And as a church... If we are going to reach our city with the gospel, if we're going to make a difference as we preach this morning and stirring things up, uh, there's some things that we've got to be reminded of and aware of, and I want us to see that tonight. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll uh, be with our time remaining. I pray that the Holy Spirit will give me clarity of thought tonight. I pray this very practical, practical message will be a reminder to us of not only the importance of continuing to preach the gospel and get the gospel to the lost, but it will also be a reminder to us of how enabled to do a supernatural work. We cannot do it in our own flesh, our own power. It's got to come from a supernatural God. And Father, we need the Holy Spirit. We need uh, His presence. We need His power. And Father, I pray tonight that the message will be a help to us. For us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul, as we know, we've been bouncing around from chapter to chapter, but uh, you get the, the, we understand the mission of the Apostle Paul. 
he is going to the Gentiles to preach the gospel. He is going to tell them, uh, there's no hope in your false God. Uh, you need to leave all that nonsense. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way of salvation. And everywhere Paul goes, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, uh, there's opposition, yes, but people are getting saved. That is his goal. That is his burden. That is his desire. Uh, we know he was human. We know he was flesh like you and I. He had his highs. He had his lows. But I believe Paul had something going on inside of him uh, that when he went to bed at night, the last things he thought about was the people that he was trying to reach. When he got up in the morning, he was aware. He was aware of what God uh, had, had the call that God had placed on his life. But I read the story of the Apostle Paul, and you read that the account of that Philippian jailer uh, in the chapters coming up. What must I do to be saved? Wouldn't every soul winner like every encounter to be that? Uh, let me just go stand out here, and you all come to me and ask me uh, to give you the gospel. That's not the way it works unfortunately. But, but you read all of those times, but there are some times that you and I, uh, we, we don't put our emphasis on that. We don't put our focuses on that. There's some things that go on in the life of the Apostle Paul that I believe the Lord would want us to see tonight and, and, and take advantage of. Notice in verse number seven, by way of introduction, upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them. That's what it was all about. It was about preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And quite frankly, I'm not interested in supporting missionaries that have no interest in preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what a missionary is. He must have the right message. And I tell you, I, I, I check them out. I want to make sure that they're soul winning. I want to make sure that they're, they're doctrinally sound. And but that was we're still worried about you, but we'll, 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 we'll keep an eye on you. I want to know that their emphasis, and, and I love to hear uh, them talk about soul winning and planting churches and, and winning the laws. I promise you, uh, th these men, Brother Diocese, is anxious to get back to preach. This brother is anxious to get to Germany, to get to work preaching the gospel. Uh, I, I talk to uh, our missionaries, and you just, it's just patience, patience, patience. Uh, you got to go through deputation. You got to get your support. And guess what? When you get there, you don't talk their language. You got to learn how to talk like they talk and, and get plugged in there. And it is a lot. But the preaching of the gospel is the goal. The preaching of the gospel is the desire. Every young man that we have, uh, many young teenager, teenage uh, young men who are in our service and those that are going off and are at Bible college right now, they have that call to preach until their life. They want to preach. They want to preach. They want to preach. And uh, sometimes it's just, it's just let me preach, but there's more to it. There's more to it than that. I want us to just get a little bit of a glimpse tonight and, and see how the Lord will use us to, to, to help us as a church this evening but I want us to notice some things that Paul dealt with, that Paul experienced, that was part of the missionary life. And let me remind you and remind me tonight that we may not be called to go to a foreign field, but every child of God has the call of a missionary on them. We're to be a missionary to our lost family, we're to be a missionary to our co workers. We're to be a missionary to our neighbors. We're to be a missionary to our city. All of us have something that we can do to get the gospel to somebody else. 
Notice in verse number 1, after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. I want you to notice uh, this about the Apostle Paul. It's true in the life of the missionary. They have to be willing to leave the comforts and the things that they love. He calls these that he loved together and notice he embraced them and departed. This brother cannot go to Germany without leaving people that he cares about here. Those that are out of our church that are, that are gone on deputation and they'll go to the foreign field, they have got to say goodbye to the Emmanuel Baptist Church. They have got to leave mother and father. They have got to go where it is that God uh, has, has uh, called them. And I'm a little biased, I know, but I believe this is the greatest church in the world. I believe I pastor the greatest people in the world. And, and I believe you've got the greatest pastor in the world. I'll just throw that in there while we're at it. Uh, but, but this is this. But you know what? There's goodbyes. There's goodbyes. There's a willingness to leave the comfort of home. That's why uh, young men, young ladies, you, 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 the couples that you feel God's placed a call on your life, you better count the cost. Because there is that time of embracing, but then there is the departing. There is the sending out. And let me just say to, to moms and dads, and it's easy when your, your child is six and seven and eight and nine and just like took place in, and even as a teenager in our mission, our missions conference, and you, they feel the call of God on their life to preach the gospel or go to the mission field or make themselves available to God. And it's exciting to think that God might use my child in that way, but the time comes when there's going to be a goodbye. And you've got to let them go. You've got to let them depart. I wonder how many souls will perish in the flames of hell because a mom and dad stood in the way of a call on their child's life. Well, you've got to understand that there is that embracing and that leaving. And notice as well, you say, well, well Pastor, I, I'm certainly sympathetic to that, but I'm not really sure how that applies to me. You know, it may mean that you have to leave the comfort of your schedule once in a while too. I have no interest in being a church where we hire our soul winners to go around the world and we're not going to do anything to reach the people in our own city. But you know, if for us to do that, for us to make an eternal difference, you know, we may have to leave on a Saturday to go knock on some doors. We may have to leave uh, the, the dinner table on a weeknight and go knock on some doors. We may have to be inconvenienced a little, a little bit. See, sitting around and talking, there's too much uh, of preachers and churches sitting around and talking about reaching the world and doing nothing to reach the world. Uh, you have to leave the comforts, the things that you're used to. Notice with me also in verse number 2. We see, and when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece. Another realization is, as we see there, and had given them much exhortation. You must build the people in their faith. You know, I, I, it's, it's a wonderful thing to win someone to Christ, but it's, it's in many cases more challenging to help them build their faith in Christ. This is good for 
a missionary to be reminded of, but it's good for a Sunday school teacher to be reminded of too. It's good for a soul winner to be reminded of. It's good for a uh, bus captain to be reminded of that uh, winning, winning the soul to Christ, while it's the most important part of the Great Commission, it's just part of the Great Commission. And it takes a lot of work to help somebody grow and, and build their faith and build their life. And it's an investment in men and women so that they might go and reach the gospel. And friend, if you and I are really going to make that eternal difference and really be that missionary here at home, you and I have got to realize that's our responsibility also. It's to, it's to help people grow. It's to help build their faith. It's to help them follow and fulfill that great commission. And it's not something you and I can approach casually. It's something where it takes sacrifices. And, and it's, it's a difficult thing to do. It's an emphasis that's got to be made. We must help people. We must help build people in the faith. We've got to keep them and teach them so that they can win others as well. And by the way, let me interject, if you don't keep yourself right, you're not going to help somebody else grow. If, if you can't get over your discouragement, you're not going to help a new Christian. If you, if you can't get past the fact that everything revolves, that doesn't revolve around you, anybody out there tonight? Uh, it, you know, it's like, well, well, so-and-so didn't speak to me, and somebody, somebody, didn't, so somebody didn't come by and shake my hand. You've got to get over that. There are people who need to be saved. There are new Christians that need, need to be shown which way to go. There should never be a new convert. There should never be a new church member wandering around the property. We might lose them in a pothole, by the way, but uh, they should never be wandering around the property where to go. There ought to be so many willing to too. Figuratively speaking, take them under their wing and teach them the Word of God. Make sure they're in Sunday school. So, well, I'm not sure they'll come back on a Wednesday night. How about you be here on a Wednesday night to start with? And then you invite them. You call them up and say, hey, let's get together. Let's come back to church. See, but, but so many times Christians stay defeated. They get discouraged. You can't help anybody else if you don't keep yourself right with God. That's why you got to stay in the Word of God. That's why you got to develop and continue to grow in your prayer life and not miss your prayer life and grow as a Christian so that you can help somebody else. Hey, we are a soul-winning church. We're a missionary-minded church. We have been for decades. Uh, but, friend, you and I cannot get a, a, a selfishness that will creep in and say, I, I need this for me and I need to do for me. No, we always got to be looking outward saying, who can I help grow as a Christian? That's the challenge as the missionary. You don't plan a church just by winning a bunch of people to Christ. You've got to win them and instruct them and in so many ways uh, use the Word of God to deprogram them out of their false belief and their false teaching. It takes work. It takes effort. And so many times we as Christians, we pass it off as, well, they must not have really got it. Well, they probably got it. They just need somebody else to help them in that next step. But it's important for you and I to know that that is what takes place. And uh, you and I have got to just stay right so that we can help somebody else grow. Let me challenge you. Who is added to the church of God because you helped somebody grow? Because you made an emphasis to get them here and to get them back. Well, it's amazing. I guarantee you that 
these missionaries and these others that we support, they're praying for those souls in those cities that they're going and help me to reach somebody and help me to reach, uh, they got called. But friend, uh, it's about time that those that stay at home and, and, and in, our, in our churches and in our city, I said, Lord, let me pray for these one million plus souls in the greater Jacksonville area uh, that do not have a gospel witness and we got to get a burden then to help them grow. The third thing I see besides having to build people in faith is they must deal with opposition. Look with me in verse number 3. And there abode three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him, as he was about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. Notice when the Jews laid wait for him, they conspired against the man of God. They conspired against the gospel. They conspired against the work of God. America... Is based on and founded on the Word of God. Christian principles. Christian nation. Now you and I both know, and we're not blind to the fact that America has been heading in the wrong direction for some time now, and we've tried to push God aside as a nation. And I thank the Lord for what God's doing in our nation right now. And I think God is doing some wonderful things in, in churches across this nation. And God is not dead. He's not done. And I still believe there's more for God to do. But even in America, there are those that would conspire against those that would preach the gospel. And there's so many who we could go to their churches tonight. There's so many we could find a place where the gospel is preached across our country. But you go to a place like this man is called to go to Germany, and as far as the gospel is concerned, it's a dark place. Well, you look at those statistics that he showed us tonight. The one, several that caught my attention, the masses of people there, but the fact that less than 1% believes the Bible as an authority. Not it. I'm excited. I hear this man and just be around him a little bit and, and, and knowing his pastor, that recommendation, I'm excited when I hear and I see a man who's got a call and he wants to do something, I'm excited to see him there. I want to help him get there. I want to help pray him there. I look forward to hearing the reports. And, w- and when we do get the report, make sure we get the report, brother, that he's finally there. Well, how many will rejoice? Let's not fool ourselves. Not everybody's going to be happy that there's a new gospel-preaching preacher in town. I'm excited for our missionaries. I'm excited for them, and you pray for the Paytons. They got their support, but they cannot get into Nicaragua right now because of everything that's going on. God knows that, but they're eager. They're excited. The Stanleys, they're eager and excited to get to Spain, and they want to get to where God has called them. And how exciting will it be for us to have a representative out of our church on foreign soil, preaching the gospel, but not everybody's going to be excited they're there. But there will be those who work against the gospel who conspire against them. We need to pray for our missionaries. We need to pray for their protection. We need to pray for God to open doors. We need to pray for God's power because there are the, the, the forces of hell itself will conspire against those that will poke holes in the darkness of this world. Friend, you and I need to be reminded that if we are going to be busy about doing our best to keep people out of hell, uh, the enemies of the cross and the enemies of salvation and the enemies of gospel, they'll lay in wait as these Jews did. 
Friend, that's why you better stay close to God. You better stay close to the Word of God. Uh, We've got to pray for one another because the adversary is real and he'd love nothing to do uh, than to stop this church from moving forward. That's why we've got to do what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to give faithfully. We've got to give faithfully. We're supposed to uh, be in the house of God. We've got to be there. We've got to get get at the gospel out. We've got to do it. But just as important as that is we've got to be on our knees in prayer and pray for God to empower and protect and open doors because just as the forces of those that would hate the gospel work against a gospel preaching church, we must have the power of God to move forward. Well, he'd love. Let me just in this midst of a missionary sermon tonight, let me just throw a word of caution out to the members of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Let me remind you what we believe, and I certainly believe it, God has blessed, let me say. Greater blessings, I believe, are coming. Greater opportunities are coming. And what God says He will do and how God blesses the faithfulness of His people, once God decides to bless His Word and He has decided to do that, there's nothing that can stop that. But let me tell you what the devil would like to do. He'd like to pick somebody off in this crowd. And as we are prepared to move forward and relocate and get to our our new place and start building buildings, but more importantly, building lives and building homes and reaching people with the gospel in a way that we have never been able to do that, boy, that's exciting and it's exciting to think about that. But don't you be deceived to think that the devil's not already working to see uh, who he can get in their life and who he can let a temptation come across them or you can get discouraged and say, well, is there really a point in moving on? And Oh, here, uh, here's another offering we got to take and something else we've got to do. The devil would love to pick you off and not have you be a part of what God is doing. You've got to be close to the Lord. And every time a Christian falls by the wayside, it discourages somebody else. Let me challenge you tonight to stay close to the Lord. Well, if you feel yourself drifting, it's more important than you. It's more important than just, I want this pressure off of me. There are people counting on you. There are souls that, uh, that, that, that you've never met, that, 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 that we have an opportunity to reach with the gospel, but there is there's opposition and missionaries and those that would be busy about getting the gospel to the lost. They have to deal with opposition. Then notice the fourth and final thing. See, I have, I'm going to quit long before midnight tonight. We see in verse number 6, I'm sorry, verse number 4. And there accompany him into Asia, Sopater, Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timotheus of Asia, and Tychus, and Trophimus. We find some companions that go with him. And it's interesting, and sometimes as you, we put our, our focus on the Apostle Paul, and I've got a whole other message I'm working on just from this verse of Scripture that or will not preach another time, but uh, as we would notice and we track the Apostle Paul as he goes from city to city and journey to journey, you always find there are many who are there with him. There are those who are attached to him. Uh, there are those who he gathers around him. And the fourth and final thing is uh, we find that there's got to be the ability to be encouraged. 
I'm certain that missionaries on the foreign field, they have times of loneliness. They ought to be encouraged. How do we encourage them? We encourage them with our prayers. That's one of the responsibilities I've given with Brother Cruz. I said, I want you to be in contact with all of our missionaries on a monthly basis and let them know, first make sure that they're still over there, but number two, let them know that we're still over here. Why, there's going to be a sense of encouragement. But you know that you need to be encouraged too? You know the Sunday school teachers need to be encouraged? And, and how did they get encouraged? How did Paul get encouraged? Fellowship. He allowed himself to be encouraged. You know what I've observed in my ministry, and I haven't been in this thing as long as, as others have, but I have observed there are some Christians that are determined to never be encouraged. I don't ever want to get out of the ash heap. They are determined to stay discouraged. They are determined to stay depressed. They are determined to stay offended. I am certain the Apostle Paul had moments of doubt. I'm certain he had times of discouragement. But one of the things, if you, if you, if you track the Scripture and you think of his ministry, there were times when God sent people to him. And there were times when he got to town and he said, I want to see these that I've won to Christ. I want to see my co-laborers. Why? Because he allowed himself to be encouraged. Can I tell you what will do you a lot of good when the devil in this world beats on you all week long is on Sunday morning walking into the house of God and allowing the, the, the other Christians to encourage you. You know what will help you when you're not feeling like singing? Sing anyway. Because you can't sing those old songs and not do something inside of you. You know what will encourage you actually getting here before 5.59 on a Sunday night and staying longer than 30 seconds after and speaking to somebody, that would encourage you. Oh, I guess I've heard this my whole life. Growing up in church my whole life, people get discouraged. They get offended. They get, well, that's just, I don't have any friends. Nobody talks to me. Friend, you got to be here. First of all, for people to talk to you. And I hate to shoot down your pity party with one verse of Scripture. But if you don't have any friends, it's your fault. Because the Bible says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. It's amazing when you try and be a friend, when you try and encourage yourself, you find plenty of people to fellowship with. That's why it's important we have church fellowships be there. That's why it's important bit, not only to, to, to uh, hear the teaching of the Word of God in Sunday school, but you need to fellowship. You need to hear the corny jokes from your Sunday school teacher. Singles, are you out there? You need to hear the, the corny jokes from your Sunday school teacher. You need the fellowship. You need to be around the people of God. You need to allow yourself to be encouraged. It is not a sign of spirituality to think that you don't need the people of God, to think that you don't need the encouragement from the people of God. I know you're not supposed to say stupid from behind the pulpit, but it's a sign of stupidity, not spirituality, to not use what God gave you in the local church. Allow yourself to be encouraged. Paul, I believe, wanted to be an encouragement. But I believe when he gathered these around him as he went from place to place, I believe it encouraged him. 
I believe it helped him. A missionary needs encouraging. They need the prayers of God's people. But you know what, Sunday school teacher? You need to be encouraged too. You need to be challenged too. You need to allow others to encourage you. Well, there's nothing wrong with coming to the house of God saying, I just need, I just need to be around God's people. I just need to be in the presence of my church. That's why if you don't, if you don't allow this church to be your home and you don't allow me to be your pastor, you're not, you're not, yes, you 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 are you you are you are robbing the work of God because of what you could contribute, but you are hurting yourself, you are robbing yourself. Because there are times you're gonna need encouragement, but you've got to allow yourself to be encouraged. There's gonna be some situations where the only one who can encourage you in that moment is God Himself. I wonder how many Christians throughout time have been going through a struggle, going through a battle, just dealing with the grind of everyday life. And when they felt the discouragement and they, their spirits got low, instead of going to the one who could strengthen them, they kept their Bible closed. They stayed out of their prayer closet. And they did not allow themselves to be encouraged. Don't you think God can encourage you? Don't you think God knows what you're going through? He's given us everything we need to sustain us, to encourage us. So many times we want to allow ourselves to be encouraged. I believe that's a great truth. Paul was an encouragement to those he was around. Paul allowed himself to be encouraged by God's people. I tell you, it does you good to be around your church. It does you good to be around other Christians. It does you good to gather around the Word of God. It does you good to sing and be encouraged. And once in a while, it do you good to get here a little bit earlier and just talk to somebody. Let them talk to you. And some of you, you need to make an effort. So I just don't know. Make an effort to meet people. Make an effort to be a part of everything. Well, when you join the church, you're part of this local assembly. God has a role for you. God has a, a part for you to play. And you can allow yourself to be encouraged. So many times, you can tell when people are struggling in their spiritual life. I... There are times when I've been burdened and I've been praying and there have been times when God has troubled me in the middle of the night about somebody and I go to the Lord in prayer with them. But I tell you, the signs are very, very easy. It doesn't always take God troubling the heart of a pastor in the middle of the night. All you got to do is watch church attendance. All you got to do is watch whether or not people open the hymn book and sing. All you got to do is somebody who used to get here early, they slip in and they slip out. They don't want to speak to anybody. It's easy for me as a pastor. If you've always made a point of, of, of stopping and shaking my hand and then you go weeks without speaking to your pastor, I may be dumb, but I'm not that dumb. I mean, 
When you're sitting on the last row and I'm at the back door shaking hands and I never see you because you feel led to go out this door. You know, that, that's a, allow yourself. Say, well, I didn't like what you preached. Well, 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 get over it. Get over it. I didn't pick it anyway. God did. And he must have known you needed it. But allow yourself to be encouraged. Allow yourself to be encouraged. Sometimes you've got to encourage yourself, as David said. And missionaries and all of us who are in the Lord's work, we can testify that. There's just times I've got to encourage myself in the Lord. It's like, well, Pastor, when I get over this, I'll get back in church. The chances are you'll never get back in church. You know when it's more important for you to be in church? And, and this is not in my outline tonight. I just feel led to, we must need it. When you need to get back, when you need to make sure that you're in church, if not on the front row, on the second or third row, is when you are offended. When you are discouraged. When you are burdened. Because you know what it'll do? It'll encourage you. It'll help you. You know, it's okay to come to church once in a while and just cry. Why are you crying? Well, besides the fact that you're a woman, I mean, why, why, why are you crying? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes it's just getting encouraged. Man, if you don't get encouraged and challenged just by the music, just by the music, that'll help you. Sometimes we don't want to be encouraged because we've got to get over ourselves, get over our burden. Get over our heartache. Allow yourself to be encouraged. You know you cannot encourage somebody unless you get encouraged. Unless you keep yourself with the right spirit. So pastor, what's the point of, of this message tonight? It's just to remind us that in the work of God, there's more to it than just, hey, let's go and let's do something for God. There are burdens, there's goodbyes, there's obstacles. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for our missionaries. We've got a host of college students who are already back at Bible college. You ought to pray for them. We ought to pray for one another. Hey, if you don't see somebody in church, you have my permission to call them and find out where they are. My wife is missing today, by the way. You have, you have my permission to, well, 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 the pastor will get to him. Well, the pastor will try. But if I have a couple of things I have to do this week, you can get to him. You can be the one that say, I'm just going to help. I'm trying to help this person. Let's allow ourselves to be encouraged. Let's allow ourselves to understand we need to pray for one another. We need to be vigilant. We need to be faithful. Let's encourage one another. Allow yourself to be encouraged in the Lord.